Let me uh, tell you about American financing. Have you called them yet? What are you paying on on, uh, your credit cards? Already, the loans are up to 5.6%, I think, for interest rates. 5.6. Fast. Very fast. And it is going to go. It's going to go way up. Uh, What you're seeing in the stock market right now is because of the Fed. You're finally seeing what a stock market does when the Fed's not, um, you know, Uh, investing in it shall we say right now i want you to find out about your credit cards because they're going to go up and up and up and up and you're are you going to be able to pay them off call american financing at 800-906-2440 do it before your house starts to lose value because the market is cooling off american financing 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net that's americanfinancing.net do it now more in a minute Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about the economy this uh, hour, uh, specifically the S&P has now just hit uh, the, uh, the, the U.S. states with the credit scores. Hey, all of you states, what's your ESG score? Yep, it's begun, which means... We better get serious about who we're going to elect, and we can't have any mamsy-pamsy rhinos. We need real people that understand the Constitution. I would would love to see the Freedom Caucus in charge of the House. That has to happen. But we need more people in the Freedom Caucus. We're going to start there in 60 seconds. So what does KISS, K-I-S-S, stand for? Well, there is a certain part of Boston, Mass, where it stands for Keep It Simple Soap. And that's because of a young man named Gavriel, who was inspired by reading the Tuttle Times magazine to start his own business. And he did. After researching uh, recipes online, having his chemist father help him acquire the supplies he needed, uh, Gabrielle set to uh, set to work creating his own product. It's simple soaps made from goat's milk. Then he went door to door in his neighborhood marketing his product. These days, he sells it online. He had a dream and made it happen. He had an American dream and made it happen. This is something that is not being instilled in any of our kids. And if you think this is inspiring, Think about your kids. What will that lead them to do? 
It is no further now than the pages of the Tuttle Times. It's a magazine dedicated to teaching your kids about entrepreneurship and other freedom-related things. Get access to the magazine right now at a reduced price, $49 for the entire year. Get this to your kids. Help inspire them. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Teach them the American dream. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So there is an opinion in the Washington Post. I was listening to a podcast the other day featuring uh, two hard left Americans in their late 30s. I won't name names, but you know the type socialist intellectuals who use terms like dissident to describe themselves. The conversation mainly centered around a few themes. The kids today are too self-righteous and judgmental. The Democratic Democratic Party is corrupt and uninspiring. Donald Trump wasn't nearly as bad as everyone said, and I miss the good old days. This uh, op-ed is so worth the read today in the Washington Post. Uh, again, are millennial leftists aging into right-wingers? Uh, yeah, and I think there is a real pushback, and hopefully there is a pushback not to the uninspiring Republican Party, which everybody says is the only thing we have. Well, that's the only thing we have because nobody's doing anything about it except for the freedom caucus freedom caucus is inside the democratic party just like the progressive caucus was inside the democratic party and this is the antidote to the progressive uh disease and um and I and I just hope that it is spreading all over the country because we need people that will stand together in the shade of the Constitution. Andrew Roth is the president of the State Freedom Caucus Network. He is trying to create more Freedom Caucuses all around the uh, country, and he is with us now. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, Glenn. You bet. You just started one in Nevada and South Carolina, right? Uh, and just last week in Illinois, we've got five total. Um, Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina, Nevada, and Illinois. Our plan is to launch another five to seven this year so we can have maybe 10 to 12 uh, total going into the, the new year. Okay, so what, um, what does the Freedom Caucus, so for people that don't know, what does it stand for uh, and what are you looking for? Well, hopefully your listeners know about the House Freedom Caucus, and we are operating uh, under their blessing and under their auspices, and they believe in limited government, um, more freedom, both economic freedom and cultural freedom from the the woke left. Um, And they have made great strides in the halls of Congress. But if we're going to take back this country, they recognized, as do a lot of people, that uh, the fight is at the state level now. There are all these big issues that uh, need to be won at the state level, whether it's election integrity, school choice, CRT, the list goes on. Right. Uh, so so we need to organize at the state level. And um, I'll, I'll confess, like a lot of people don't know who their state senator is or their state rep. And there is a lot of mischief and a lot of corruption happening at the state level. But the good news is, is that there are a few conservatives in each legislature who we can help organize by bringing them resources and, and and expertise that we have to create these state freedom caucuses. So that's what we're doing. And I'll tell you what, it's a, it's an exciting project and, and 
we're going to change things around as quickly as we can. I will tell you the, what I've seen traveling around and talking to the different state legislatures, there seems when without the freedom caucus, there seems to be a group of people that uh, are uh, angry and can't work within the system. Uh, and you understand it because in some of those states, the system is so corrupt on both sides. Um, but there's got to be an organizing factor that can get things done. Uh, and I think that's what you guys are doing in in Washington. And you're to me, this is the answer. The answer is coming right now from the Freedom Caucus, which is don't play the game on either side. Just let's return the power to the people. That's exactly right. And these state lawmakers, I mean, just think about it. Everything is working against them. Um, first of all, they're, they're citizen lawmakers. You know, they've all got full-time jobs, or at least most of them do. So they're either busy, you know, harvesting the crops or, or you know, doing their nine-to-five job, and they're taking time out of their busy life to go to the Capitol and be a, a representative, which means they don't have a lot of time. Uh, to read the bills, to understand how things work. So the establishment already has them under their thumb. Uh, Plus, they don't have staff. And if they do have staff, it's usually provided to them by leadership, which means they have an actual spy in their office. So anytime a conservative in any state legislator wants to do something proactive to limit the size of government, uh, there are a lot of forces working against them, but we can change that. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're going to bring them resources, staffing, all sorts of things so that they can um, strategize, they can meet, um, and they can, they can figure out which bills to kill and which bills to, to push up. And here's the best part, is that we can build a coalition of supporters behind them. You know, as I mentioned before, a lot of people don't know who their state rep or their state senator is, but but we plan on changing that. We want to turn these people into heroes because if they see that fighting for limited government um, and liberty is something that people will respond to, they're going to do more of it, and so their colleagues are going to follow them as well. So, so we, are you going? Made a lot of. Are, yeah, are, go are you going into the um, into the state houses, or you're talking to the reps that you look? at and say this these these are the kind of people that we want and you're talking to them one-on-one this is both the um grassroots but does the politician come first to make sure you have somebody that you can support right away and then gather the support for that person oh definitely we have a pretty uh, rigorous vetting process uh we reach out to uh the grassroots and we basically ask them who's the most conservative member in the legislature and they usually land on one or two people. And then we start talking to them. And then we give them uh, bylaws, uh, like a template, uh, which they can take to their colleagues. And it's a basically an accountability document. Uh, basically, uh, it tells them who they can invite into the Freedom Caucus, how they can kick people out. Um, when a Freedom Caucus takes a position, it's expected that all members follow that position. And if they don't, they need to submit a letter basically explaining why they can't. Um, and if you rack up too many of those letters, then it's time for you to go. Uh, so the, the bylaws are an important part. And then after that, we try to identify somebody uh, in state who knows how things work, who can help that Freedom Caucus operate, kind of the person behind the curtain 
who can help read the bills, make vote recommendations, build coalitions. None of this is happening right now. Um, and th- this is what we're, we're going to change. And I, I got to tell you, it's working. I mean, we're just in five states right now, but it's working. Uh, we've had some major successes. A couple of chairmen of these state freedom caucuses have been on your show and have explained uh, mm-hmm. the, the success that they're having. So I, I think uh, the, the best is yet to come. Well, I, I hope that you're right, because uh, a lot of these people who I happen to believe in all over the country, um, they are they're beating their heads against the wall. They're so outnumbered uh, and they see what the problem is. But it's it's so dirty. I mean, I, I am I, you know, because I'm fighting against ESG, the money uh, that is uh, being pushed around by the big banks and the lobbyists is just insanity. And people don't have the time to do their own homework on it. It's a problem. Yeah, and that's why we just need to bring more resources on our side to level the playing field. Um, In South Carolina, in fact, today, uh, there's going to be a big, big bill decided on certificate of need. And I know a lot of people don't know what that is, but basically, if you want to build a hospital in some area, mm-hmm. you literally have to get you literally have to get the permission of the incumbent hospitals. <laughs> right. It's a it's a it's a racket that the government has set up. Yep. And in South, South Carolina right now, uh, the Senate wants to repeal certificate of need in the entire state. And the majority leader in the House, a Republican, promised to repeal it. But then when he realized that there were enough votes to actually do that, he killed the bill. Well, the South Carolina Freedom Caucus is not taking no for an answer. So they're going to uh, attach an amendment to a new bill that will repeal it. And we're going to find out today if that's successful or not. Wow. Uh, but but I hope it is. I know here in Texas, my my local area wanted to build a, ho- a, a hotel, a hospital, and uh, had to get you know, the certificate of need and the the entire thing was was just a scam. I mean, it's people don't understand how many things and how many big businesses have um, colluded with your state government to get special things that you don't even know about. You just don't know. Yeah, it's it's I, I would call it a soft form of corruption, but maybe it's a hard form because it's happening every day yeah. without people knowing about it. But th- that's what we're trying to change. So if we're able to repeal it today, I think it's going to be a huge victory. And you know, uh, everybody's favorite state, Florida, doesn't have certificate of need and everything's doing just fine down yeah. there. Yeah. So any excuse that, that we need it for the health of, uh, for public health reasons is just nonsense. So we're really excited about it. Okay, so how do people get involved if they are if they want to get involved at all and help? What do they do? So uh, our website is statefreedomcaucus.org, and there you can go and see which state freedom caucuses we have up. Uh, we also urge people to uh, recommend uh, state reps in their state. We're having conversations with state lawmakers all across the country. We're not quite to Vermont and Hawaii yet, but we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, there are actual patriots in states like that. Oh, and, I'm sure. Sometimes I think the, the liberal states are, the, are our best opportunities. Of course. Because the, de- the Democrats have been in charge for so long that they've gotten lazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, so, uh, you know, you're, 
uh, you know, it's one thing to be a Catholic in Rome and another thing to be a Catholic in China. You know, when, you, when you're not surrounded by it, you have to work for it. Uh, and uh, I, I was a I think I was much sharper when I had to be in New York every single day, you know, battling it out every day, even in the streets and at dinner and everything else. You can you can get a little loose if you're in if you're in a very conservative area. Yeah, you're in the lion's den. Yes. Uh, so I, I really do have a lot of uh, hope for states like that. In fact, like I mentioned, we just launched the Illinois Freedom Caucus, and those guys are going to fight for right to work, lower taxes. They're going to take on the corrupt pension system there. Mm. They've got a lot Good of work. Luck. Yeah, they there's, got a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot of conservatives in Illinois who, who need uh, a voice yeah. to get behind. Andrew, thank you very much. This is Andrew Roth. He is um, uh, running the State Freedom Caucus. You can find it at statefreedomcaucus.org, statefreedomcaucus.org. You want to sweep up and clean up your state and get it back to where it should be. This is a very good start, statefreedomcaucus.org. Bob wrote in about his experience with Relief Factory. He said, I haven't been able to walk without pain for over a year. Then I started taking Relief Factor, and all of a sudden, I'm able to move around again. I can, ooh, Bob, I don't know if this is a good thing. I can go to the grocery store with my wife again. Oh, man, I'm looking for excuses. I can be out in the sunshine without any of the pain like I was having. Thank you for making this incredible product. Thank you for giving me my life back. Bob, thanks for writing in. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. Three-week quick start developed for you is only nineteen ninety-five. I didn't take it for a long time because ibuprofen never works for me. It's got to calm down the inflammation, and it never works for me. Nothing. This has four ways to attack inflammation, and I don't know what one of the four is working for me, but one of them really works. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. From the Wall Street Journal, this should, this should wake people up, please. Ideological criteria will now influence the credit ratings of state and local governments, thanks to the S&P Global Ratings. In addition to rating governments on meaningful financial criteria, in March, the biggest of the top three credit rating firms began to apply environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, rating system. So what does this mean? That your town might be financially rock solid. Your state might be rock solid. But do you have non-gender bathrooms in your schools? It's now moving past, we're going to boycott the uh, All-Star game. Now, your state will lose, not business, financial services, unless you play ball. S&P Global says it incorporates ESG risks and opportunities into the credit rating analysis of public issuers. This includes ambiguous and open-ended categories such as how a state scores on managing carbon, political unrest stemming from community and social issues, and adverse publicity that results in reputational risk. I... uh, 
for all of these states that said, ah, you know, we'll deal with this some other time. You know, they're not going to. This is business doing business. It's now going to cripple your state. If you speak out on an issue on the wrong side or you don't speak out on an issue on the right side or you pass some bill that gets national news and it is deemed by the global elites to be on the wrong side, your credit rating of your state or community will go down. You have a school that is up in arms about the school board because of what's being taught. Do you know what this is going to do to the credit rating of Florida? You know what it's going to do to the credit rating of any community or state? Hello, Utah. Where are you? You can find this score, this uh, article, by the way, in the Wall Street Journal. So enough of it's a conspiracy theory. How is it different than the Chinese social credit score, for example? Well, the Chinese um, are all run by communists. And so the communists do what they're supposed to do in each province or state or they're killed. So, so no force of violence, no force behind of it. violence, but I mean, yes. the social credit score itself. is exactly the same thing. And it's starting with the states mm. and it will go to, well, what businesses are you doing? Because remember the ESG score, you cannot do business with businesses that have a lower ESG score. So this will cut back from state business being done by anybody who's not playing the woke game. You're running out of time, America. You're running out of time. If you don't know what I'm talking, please get my new book, The Great Reset. You know, we have gone from conspiracy theory. It's still called a conspiracy theory. But what the hell is this? Isn't this exactly what I warned of? It's exactly what I told you. And it's now in the Wall Street Journal. And it's currently happening to states because S&P Global said that's the way they're going to start rating the states. Doesn't, have, doesn't matter how good your finances are. Are you playing ball with the woke mob? If not, you're out. You better wake up. You better wake up, conservative states. Take a stand now or lose. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. A new report shows that almost 71% of Americans feel their paychecks are not going to be able to keep up with inflation. Not, not just to be able to get ahead, but to just keep up. We all know where this is coming from. The people supposedly fighting inflation are the same ones giving it to us in the first place. You have a responsibility to yourself and your family to do what you can to get ahead while it's still possible to get ahead. This is where American financing comes in. This time, American financing is there with power to maybe help you, unlike some of the banks. Flexible mortgage turns, returns uh, and terms, cash out refinancing, even debt consolidation. Please call them. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net.
So how did all this happen and what's coming next? It's all in The Great Reset, the new book by Glenn Beck. Get it at glensnewbook.com. The spirit of America is now wakening. Thank goodness it is starting to happen. Higher education in America is now undergoing a revival, and the old system uh, really has been exposed for nothing other than a propaganda machine. Uh, So what do you do? What do you do if you're putting your kids in college? This year, Jordan Peterson has left his tenured position of a professor at the University of Toronto, and he left because of wokeness and how it has captured our universities. He has just announced that he has been appointed as the chancellor of Ralston College in Savannah, Georgia. Now, the people behind Ralston College have been working since 2006 to raise funds and receive accreditation as a university. They now offer an MA in Humanities. But this is what they wrote in their uh, on their website. Ralston College is the answer to what exactly? It's no secret that the integrity of higher education in the United States and elsewhere has become questionable, not least because most colleges and university are no longer places where freedom of inquiry, freedom of speech on which free inquiry depends, are protected, let alone celebrated. Nevertheless, our vocation is not critique, but to show another way. Ralston College is devoted absolutely and without qualification to freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of speech, freedom of association, and to all other freedoms, economic, political, religious, that are intrinsic to human nature. So instead of just mourning the loss of higher education, people now are starting to set step up and fill the market void. You can think of... Uh, Barry Weiss or University of Austin, our nature, our nation's future academics uh, cannot be pumped out of left wing uh, universities. It can't. So this is really good. Your kids can now go to Hillsdale, University of Austin or Ralston College. That's two more options than you had just two years ago. Um, And it is a fantastic development. Things are changing in America. But then again, we're still having problems. And I want to ask you who we are. There's a baby shortage in America, not a baby shortage, but a baby formula shortage in America. And I want to talk to you about that at the top of next hour. But ask you the question, are we going to take that sitting down? Are we just going to sit back and blame the president while parents are going all across town, just try to feed their babies? Are we going to accept the fact that our products aren't made here anymore, that we have to rely on other nations? Are we going to accept the fact that now, now the government is saying, hey, 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 you don't, you better not make your own baby food. Why? We've done it before. They were doing it when I was a kid. And I mean, besides the fact that I'm nuts, I mean, I'm, I turned out fine. Our ancestors faced odds and they faced them with tenacity and faith and we live now better than anyone in the history of the world has ever lived thanks to those people who just did it and didn't wait around for permission if you happen to be find yourself in the unsuspecting town of lockport new york 
there is an even more unsuspecting Cold Spring Cemetery. And if you find yourself there, you're most likely going to walk past the grave of Jesse Holly without even giving it a second glance. In fact, I mean, you'd never know that this unsuspecting tomb in it is the man who inspired one of the greatest feats in American history. Have you ever even heard of him, Jesse Holly? 200 years ago, Jesse Holly was an unlucky New Yorker, and he was in debtor's prison. He had a flower business that went south, and he couldn't afford to, to keep going. So he had no clear shot to the coast, and uh, he had to pay for expensive boat rides to the Atlantic with his freedom because he went into debtor's prison. Debtor's prisons were one of the nastier English ideas that followed us into the new world, designed for discomfort. It was the shameful home for any man who fell from grace and and landed face first in bills. We didn't have bankruptcy then. As Jesse replayed his fall, one expected theme shaded every single memory, and it was infrastructure or lack of it in his case, lack of infrastructure. He couldn't deliver his goods that's why his business failed he needed to get his goods out to the coast and he couldn't and that's why he was in prison there was no efficient way to travel and that's what caused him bankruptcy now if this were today it just would have been the part of the story where you know jesse railed against the system and demanded reputation uh, reparations and if he was the right skin color maybe some group would you know, rally around him. But he didn't do that. Instead of wallowing, Jesse's realization gave him an idea. It was a brilliant idea. But you can't uh, post bail with a brilliant idea. So he drafted his ingenious, albeit a lofty plan, from prison. He had lots of time on his hands. He drafted in excruciating detail the plans for a major statewide canal connecting Buffalo with Lake Erie and Albany with the Hudson River, providing direct connection into Manhattan. He published his plans uh, in the uh, Genesee Messenger under the pseudonym Hercules. Nobody knew that he was actually in prison. Now, perhaps it was luck, perhaps it was destiny, but the future governor of New York just happened to be a reader of The Messenger and loved the idea. So now fast forward a few years, July 4th, 1817. DeWitt was now the governor of New York. No support from the federal government. No one with any real experience in engineering. Endless critiques of naysayers. This July 4th was marked with the smell of gunpowder and the sound of dense rocks being blasted into pieces as they broke ground for the first time on the idea of Jesse Hollies called the Erie Canal. At the time, it was a 40 foot wide glorified ditch running across New York. Jefferson actually said the idea for the canal was little short of madness. But these were homesteaders, these were farmers, Irish immigrants paid in whiskey some of the times that actually did it. There were no experts. 
And despite the odds, it was American ingenuity that opened the Erie Canal and changed America forever. It was completed in 1825. It was a success. Immigrants and tourists could go from New York upstate. You could go take your goods downstate to New York. This was dreamt up in a prison by a guy who was bankrupt, carried out by amateurs, and it's an American legacy. You know, one of the reasons maybe why his grave is really kind of unknown and his name is unknown is because a lot of people in America did these very things. The unheard of. The unheard of. It was the crazy idea that made us who we are. Flying machines, telephones, assembly lines, skyscrapers. We took it all on. We wouldn't settle for anything less. You know the torch of the Statue of Liberty is not the torch of freedom. It's the torch of imprisoned lightning. Electricity. Electricity. What were the Americans going to do with this imprisoned lightning? It's not just a welcome to all from all over the world saying, you have a dream. I stand here at the gates. And this is a special place. And I hold in my hand imprisoned lightning. The idea that you can take something from nature and make it into something that serves mankind. I look at the baby food shortage and it pisses me off. I look at the shortage of of anything in our stores and it's. Almost everything that we're having short and we're at the beginning of it and it pisses me off. I look at oh, New York hospitals are running shy of X, Y, Z. We don't have the right medicine. Why? Why? And we're all sitting around waiting for the government to do something again. Why? We're the people that despite all odds, we took it on. We didn't settle for less. And that's what they're telling you to do now. Settle for less. Americans have to settle for less. No, I'm not going to. I want that spirit back in America because that's who we are. Since when are we the people that throw our hands up and accept the new normal? Why are we willing to sit around waiting for the government to fix it? Don't lower your standards. That's un-American. We don't lower our standards. We raise standards. And that is our legacy. Your vote matters. What you do with your dollar matters. Here's some people that raise the standard. There is a new economy being built, and it's being built in spite of all of the experts and all of the people in Washington and the woke people. Patriot Mobile is part of that new economy. Patriot Mobile right now, if you're spending a lot on your phone bill, you most likely are. Compare it with Patriot Mobile. You should get out of it. This is a company that is raising the standard. This is the company that is not with the woke people. They are not a woke company. 
They're awake. They're wide awake. And they know exactly what's going on in this country. And they are working in their spare time to fix it and to fight for religious freedom and constitutional rights and the sanctity of life. In the meantime, they give you great phone service at a great price. You'll save a lot of money. They're on the same cell towers as everybody else, so they give you the same service. Make the switch today. Support companies that love America, that feel like I do. It's time to rebuild America. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. <laughs> welcome welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to Robert Kiyosaki, um, who is, yeah, I don't know if you've ever read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, but he's great and, uh, and a friend. And he is uh, kind of given a warning here. Um, he said, when inflation goes up, and it is going to go up, he's not talking about this. He's talking about what's coming. When inflation goes up, we're going to wipe out 50% of the U.S. Pos- uh, population. Now, Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, know, I know, right? You have to read that it's a couple Marvel of times. a Marvel movie? What is yeah. this? <clears throat> when inflation goes up, we're going to wipe out 50% of the U.S. population. Now, you have to, you have to read on or you know, listen on, and I want to make sure that I understand what he's saying. But he's saying, we don't produce anything in this country anymore. We only produce bubbles. That's all we produce. And uh, he said the Keystone oil pipeline, um, all of the stuff that they're doing with energy, now with the food shortages, et cetera, et cetera, that are going to come. He said, we're, uh, and I think what he means is we're going to wipe out half the U.S. population, meaning we're going to wipe out the savings and retirement and everything else you okay. thought of <laughs> the okay. poor, maybe poorly phrased. Yeah. Because it does sound yeah. like he's, he's Saying planning an extinction level die. event. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, there is one story in the news about Iran. That is an extinction level event. Um, they are now, uh, uh, actively trying to find, um, the right altitude and equipping equipping their missiles with a nuclear warhead to uh, blow them up. It only takes three to blow them up at the right altitude over the North American continent that would fry all of our systems. Mm. And mm. that's an EMP. EMP right? And yeah. if that happens, 90 percent death rate in the first year. Because then that's based on a war game that the yeah. government did, right, yeah. years ago. Yeah, 90% death rate. And it's it's weird well, if you really... St- I, I think right. we're getting less less dependent on technology, though. Oh, yeah. You know, I think we're going oh, no, the right we direction. Oh, farm and... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, All okay. of that stuff. Can you imagine... Can you imagine no. what people what people's lives would look like? They, no one knows how to do anything. I mean, inclu- I include myself. I'm like number one on this list. I don't know how to do anything. No, you're not number one. I don't think I no, know I, how to do things. No, I, I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're too prepared to be number one on this list. No. You've got you know nine you know, in, for the average person nine years of food storage, or for you <laughs> six months of food storage. And 
<laughs> and I think like you, you really are prepared. Like you, you've taken a lot of steps. The average person has not done those things. You can't, I mean, you can't imagine an EMP. There is a great book called one second after, uh, and that comes from the EMP. Uh, the other has, you know, global energy shortages, and that comes from the left. And that one's called world made by hand. They're both really, really good. Um, depending on who you're talking to, you know, for the storyline. But, uh, you know, you, you don't understand what wiping out our technology really means. Running out of energy, what it means. Um, in in, in uh, one second after, it really does a good job of saying, oh, and after uh, a week, those with diabetes start to drop off because mm-hmm. there's no refrigeration. Uh, within, uh, you know, the first uh, after the first 30 days, those who are taking psychiatric drugs or heart medicine or any of those things, they're no longer being delivered. You can no longer get them. Those people start to die. It's it's amazing how many people are alive that wouldn't be if it wasn't for what modern technology. And I mean, modern technology of just being able to go to your CVS or Walgreens. How long until TikTok goes away? Because we cannot live. <laughs> Uh, apparently, I just know. Oh judging my by my household, we can't live about thirty seconds without it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it ever goes away. Okay. I think uh, cockroaches and TikTok. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program.